Well, I'm going to talk about a few things that happened in Waverly, but not very many of them. Uh, this, it's, really, it's really interesting that I was working on this, uh, this talk, and uh, I had to go somewhere for a few hours. And uh, I came back, and I looked at it, and I said, man, this is a lot better. I didn't write this. <laughs> And you can guess who wrote it. <laughs> My wife, Carolyn, wrote it. Uh, well, I grew up in Waverly, Tennessee. Uh, the son of my, my father's name was Herman, and my, my uh, mother's name was Eva. My brother Grant was three years older than I was, and uh, he, he recently passed away. Uh, we we uh, we lived in a small on a small farm in in the country, Humphreys County, and the farm was only 32 acres. But Daddy worked out some renting some other land surrounding us for us to to raise crops on. So we uh, so we uh, did that, and that's that's what uh, I was uh, exposed to in my early years. And the family was. Uh, how to farm, how to raise. Yeah, we were, we were raising uh, things that people don't generally know, like we were raising a lot of Milo. Who knows what Milo is? Okay, that's better than I thought it'd be. <laughs> we, we were using that to feed our, feed our animals. Uh, so my parents both worked for the Newspaper Printing Corporation. Who knows what the Newspaper Printing Corporation <laughs> is? What is it? Banner and Tennessee, right? <laughs> and uh, my mother sold rural subscriptions to the Banner and, and Tennessee, and uh, my my father managed a large area in Middle Tennessee and was responsible for all of the mail subscriptions and the in-town deliveries by paper boys and such of the of the Banner and Tennessee. My parents worked uh, um, when we when we lived in the country. I attended a two-teacher grade grade school. Uh, who who else in here attended such a school that had <coughs> grades one through four in one classroom and grades five through eight in another classroom? Did anybody? I had I went to a three-teacher school. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was it was uh, four grades in the same classroom, and that was uh, that was uh, that was an experience experience uh, that I that I that I both enjoyed, and because I would I would sit there in class. And uh, when I was in the fifth grade, I'd listen to what was being taught to the sixth grade. And then when I got to the sixth grade, I'd, I'd listen to the seventh grade and the eighth grade and, and, and go on up like that. So, I, so I, had, I had a little bit of double exposure to the material and that helped when it, it, exams, exams came around. Uh, but I didn't go. I didn't go to that uh, 
that school in the country for two of the years because my mother my mother was teaching in another part of uh, the county and she took me and dropped me off in Waverly to go to the school in Waverly and then went on to to Bakerville was the place where she was teaching. Uh, so let's see. When I was 11 years old and my brother Grant was 13, the family had a big surprise. And I guess I should have quoted the ages of my parents at that point. But anyway, a baby sister joined our family and her name was Peggy and Grant and I quickly learned how to babysit. And uh, we loved having a baby sister, but there were some hard times for our family after that. Mother, our mother lost her job with the Newspaper Printing Corporation, and, and Daddy had a s string of various jobs, so things were a lot less stable for us financially. When I was a freshman, uh, we moved to town, and I attended Waverly Central High School. I had a strong friend group in high school, and, and uh, so uh, that made for, for uh, fun to the high school career. And believe it or not, now listen to it, believe it or not, I played football in high school. <laughs> See, that's what I, I, I knew that's what would happen. And uh, I lettered. I lettered for three years, and uh, my my senior year. Oh my! Oh my! My my uh, sophomore and uh, junior years were bad, and so were my senior years, and so we were we had we had lost a lot of games we actually ended up having a winning season and went to a bowl game our senior year kind of got things straightened out but during that time my brother came home from from uh, college and he was giving me a really really hard time about what was going on what football had turned into and uh I said, well, my brother's name was Grant. I said, well, well, Grant, you know that this losing streak came about by your losing the last two games of your senior year. So that's where it all started. <laughs> he, he, uh, he, didn't, he didn't think much of that. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, uh, let's see. So, did I say something about a uh, uh, baby sister? Yes. Yeah, okay. And uh, so, um, when I attended, when I was a freshman in high school, we moved into town. We'd been living out in the country and we moved into town. And uh, uh, let's see, I lost my place here.
Well, uh, I'll go ahead and talk. Uh, when I was when I was in high school, I was also part of the math team. There was there were math competitions at various places, and I was part of the math team. And every year we went to Austin P and Clarksville and and uh, competed in the state math contents contest. And another member of the math team when at, when my for my senior year was a freshman named Carolyn Spann. <laughs> and seniors got to drive their cars to Clarksville and, and carry other members of the team and one of the passengers in my car was Carolyn. But I only know that this is really, I, 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 don't, I don't really want to say this, but I only knew that because Carolyn told me. <laughs> and I don't remember, I, and I told her when she told, I said, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> so when I finished high school, I decided to go to the University of Tennessee in Knoxville to study engineering. And uh, at Christmas of my sophomore year, I was home for Christmas, home to Waverly for Christmas, and went went into a local store to buy a Christmas present for my mother. In those days, the stores provided free gift wrapping with a purchase, so I took mother's gift back to be wrapped, and guess who was wrapping presents? <laughs> Carolyn. I obviously uh, hadn't noticed her two years earlier, <laughs> but, but I did now and called and asked, asked her and called and asked her out on a date. Our first date was on Christmas night of that year, and uh, that was that was her uh, junior year in in uh, high school and my sophomore year in college. And then I've got in my notes here, and the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn had never planned to go to UT. But by the time she graduated, that was just exactly where she chose to go. <laughs> and, and a year later, uh, we were married. Our wedding was on a Saturday night, and I graduated from college on the following Monday morning. So you can think about what the honeymoon was like. And, <laughs> and uh, both of our mothers showed up for the graduation. I, th I think we went to Bat Gatlinburg for a one-night honeymoon after graduation. And then we, then we started back to, to uh, college as a married couple. Uh, we were there for several more years while Carolyn finished undergraduate and I finished graduate school. Uh, so, when Carolyn started school in Knoxville, I made the choice to join her in attending the Laurel Church of Christ there. I was a Cumberland Presbyterian. I hadn't set foot in the Laurel Church of Christ until <laughs> Carolyn, Carolyn showed up there. And I made the choice to, I made the choice to, to join her and in attending the Laurel Laurel congregation. And the transformation for me was not easy, but I was helped greatly by our campus minister, um, a man named Al Beal. Does anybody recognize that name? 
okay? Uh, most of my discussions with people from the Church of Christ before that had told me I would have to throw away my entire Christian experience as having no value since it was outside of the Church of Christ. Does that sound, does that sound like, did that happen to any of the rest of you? <laughs> oh, you were on the Church of Christ side, huh? Uh, but Al did not hold that position at all and helped me greatly in my transition by helping me to see that I didn't have to throw away all my Christian experiences that I had had uh, outside the Church of Christ. Uh, there was a Shoney's on Kingston Pike in Knoxville, and uh, when Al figured out that I needed some help with this transition, he said, well, Kerry, let's eat breakfast at Shoney's on, the Monday, on Monday of every week. And we did that for a long time. And uh, it was just wonderful for him, to, for him to do that and help me make this transition that would join Carolyn and me together. And uh, let's see, where am I here? Uh, so uh, Al, Al, Al was not of the not of the model of a of a Church of Christ preacher who was going to destroy all my experience up to that point in time. So uh, the pulpit minister, we went to the pulpit minister, and pulpit minister there at that time was. Uh, uh, Jim Ye Bill Yates. Does anybody know that name? Okay. <laughs> so uh, Bill Bill baptized me as soon as uh, as soon as uh, Al had gotten me straightened out enough. <laughs> and uh, this marked the beginning of mine and Carolyn's life together in the in the Church of Christ. I I was soon offered a position. This this was really something because. It, it it wasn't something like two two weeks later after I was uh, baptized, I was offered a position as the assistant campus minister minister for the Church of Christ sponsored Christian Student Center on campus, and I took it. <laughs> and uh, part of the position included living in the upstairs apartment at the Christian Student Center. And one of my one of my jobs was to close down the first floor and and kick all the guys is mostly guys kick all the guys out of there that uh, were past the close it was past the closing time and they weren't studying they were just having a lot of uh, fun with each other and there's one of those there's one of those students currently going to church here at. Uh, at this church, and uh, and every 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 once in a while, I'll I'll see him and I'll say, "Well, Zip, you still remember those days when I sent you home every night?" <laughs> he said, "Yes, I remember them, Carrie." <laughs> uh, let's see. So, oh, I want to tell you something else. Uh, I sat down and wrote out uh, history like I'm reading reading here. And I was gone for a couple of days, and, and, and 
I came back and the place where that history was on the desk was taken up by this history because <laughs> Carolyn had written this history <laughs> and it was a lot better than the one that I'd, that I'd written uh, before. Um, but it was, a, it was a great experience to, uh, at, we, were, we were members of the Laurel Church of Christ in Knoxville and it was a great experience there and a great experience for, for me to, uh, to uh, be accepted in the church that Carolyn wanted to go to. So that was, that was, uh, that was really a great experience. Uh, so uh, when I graduated with my PhD in aerospace engineering, I had a four-year obligation to serve in the U.S. Army because I had had an Army ROTC scholarship for my for my uh, undergraduate uh, education and uh, that gave me an obligation of serving in the army for a few years um, but we we uh, let's see where am I here we first went first our first assignment was uh, to Aberdeen Proving Grounds in Aberdeen, Maryland. That's north of here. <laughs> and uh, we were there for four months. Uh, then we went to Fort Eustis, which is near Williamsburg, for another four months. And we finally arrived at Redstone Arsenal in Huntsville, Alabama, and, and were there for the rest of my four-year uh, commitment. We thoroughly enjoyed church uh, in Aberdeen, but not quite so much in Newport News or Fort Eustace. And again, we're delighted to be at Mayfair. And while in, while in Huntsville, we welcomed two sons to our uh, lives. Brent, Brent was born six months after we got to Huntsville and Chad five months before we left. And uh, we made a lot of good friends at the, at the <coughs> Laurel Church of Christ there. And, uh, and we made a lot of friends with our neighbors, too, and thoroughly enjoyed our time there. Uh, as I always say when asked, is, is, oh, oh, and, and when we left there, we went and taught, I went and taught at Auburn. We lived across the street in, in uh, Huntsville from a guy who had the same military experience that I had had and the same obligations that I had had. And so we were going at about the same time. Uh, we were getting out of the military at about the same time. and. Uh, he was, he was outside packing things up one day, and I went over there to talk to him, and he said, well, I said, well, where are you, where are you going to go? And he said, well, I'm going to go to Auburn and teach there. I said, well, maybe I should do that too. So uh, I, got, uh, I got a position teaching at Auburn, and... Uh, we uh, we didn't stay there very long. Uh, we just uh, 
we stayed there th three semester uh, three quarters and uh, when when I'm when I was asked well what was the main reason we moved I always said when asked is that Carolyn didn't think that Auburn was the loveliest village of the plain. <laughs> so at this point, I accepted a position with Science Applications International Corporation, SAIC, and that's, that's where I spent the rest of my time before I came to Lipscomb to teach. And that was... We, we were looking at uh, trying to figure out if we could uh, figure out a way to shoot down, uh, shoot down uh, ballistic missiles, like if, if Russia launched something against us, we could shoot it down before it got here. And unfortunately, as far as I know, it, we certainly didn't get, any, didn't get very far at doing that while I was with SAIC, and, and I don't think we've actually gotten very far today uh, but we, we moved to Atlanta from from Auburn and we became members of what was then the Sandy Springs Church and and it's now it's it's now called the North Atlanta Church that was where Carolyn began her career in nursery classes <laughs> And uh, I was a deacon involved with the teenagers. We were, in, uh, we were in Atlanta for six years and really enjoyed uh, living there. And that, a lot of that was because of the, uh, because the North Atlanta, Sandy Springs, North Atlanta was, was a great church with great fellowship. And, and that was really nice for us. So an opportunity presented itself for us to move to Northern Virginia and continue working for, for uh, SAIC. So we loaded up and moved again. The boys were seven and 10 when we moved to Virginia. So that's, uh, that's really where, we did, where they did most of their growing up. We were involved in all aspects of the life at the Fairfax Church of Christ. Has anybody here been to the Fairfax Church of Christ? Okay. Uh, and, uh, and I was eventually selected an elder at the Fairfax, uh, at, at the, wait a minute, where am I? Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. The opportunity presented itself to move to Northern Virginia and continued working for SAIC, so we loaded up and moved again. Uh, and the boys were seven, I think I said this, the boys were seven and 10 when we moved to Virginia, so that, that's really where we did most of their, they did most of their growing up. So we were very involved in the, all aspects of life at the Fairfax Church of Christ, where I eventually became an elder. And Carolyn continued teaching what? What? Nursery. Nursery. <laughs> so she, when we got here, she'd had, she'd had a lot of experience with, uh, with that, with that, with that sort of thing. Um, uh, so the boys, the boys uh, grew up 
they were they were seven and ten when we uh, left Virginia, so uh, they really did some growing up in Atlanta. They were they were uh, they we went to countless soccer games because the boys were really involved in s soccer. We saw both boys graduate from high school there. They both got married while we were there. And Brent and Elizabeth were married at the Mayfair Church in Huntsville, the church where Brent went the very first time he went to a church. <laughs> I don't think he knew that when, the, when the, he fell in love with the girl who, from there. And, uh, uh, and that's where his, his wife Elizabeth was going when she graduated from high school. This is a small world. And Chad and Jenny uh, were married back at Fairfax in, in Virginia. And both boys and their wives graduated college from Harding University. And, uh, and they're still living. They're all, they're all still living in Virginia. And our oldest grandchild, Tyler, was born in Memphis and uh, while we were still living in Virginia. A lot's happened. A lot's happened over those years. Uh, uh, one, one summer day in 2002, I got a call from a fellow student from my UT days, and he told me that he had accepted the deanship of the School of Engineering at Lipscomb. Uh, Fred Gillum was his name. Does anybody know that name? You know that name. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I, uh, <laughs> you want to talk about this? <laughs> so uh, uh, I thought it. I thought it had been great. It would would be great for me to end my teaching career at a Christian school, and uh, so I was very interested. And I finally talked to Carolyn about talk Carolyn into coming back here, <laughs> and here we are. We moved here on. Uh, Halloween of 2002, and st I started teaching in January 2003, and loved every minute of it. And uh, and and also in 2003, two granddaughters were added to our family. Emily joined Brent and Elizabeth, our son, our son and, and daughter-in-law who live in Memphis. Uh, Emily joined them in July and Brianna joined Chad and Jenny back in DC. Uh, Kylie, uh, another granddaughter, was born in on Halloween in 2005 celebrating our third anniversary in in Nashville. Uh, I guess and, and Brooke completed the family in 2010. So Kylie, Brooke, Kylie and Brooke are Chad, Chad and his wife Jenny's uh, 
kids. One of the most important ministries that the School of Engineering uh, at Lipscomb, now the College of Engineering, took on was the establishment of the Peugeot Center for Engineering Service in Developing Communities. Dick and Mary Ann Peugeot, I don't know how much money they had, <laughs> but they, they had a lot of money to give to starting uh, that center. And this, this new thrust was serving developing communities and was uh, a combined effort between Lipscomb engineering students and practicing engineers from the rest of the Nashville area. So it was a great experience for, for, uh, for our students. Um, let's see, where was it? And the, and the Peugeot Center, I assume, is still alive and well today and uh, has, uh, I'll have to tell you about my going to Craig's office. When when I when I found out that that this this friend of mine from UT days had had uh, had come to Lipscomb to to establish to, to be the dean of the new school of engineering and he called me up like I said and uh, so when I came in to for my required interview with Craig. He said, this is gonna be a very short interview, Kerry. <laughs> I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> but but he had already, I think he had already made a commitment to uh, my, my buddy. <laughs> I was pretty much told we were going to hire you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it'd be great for me to tell this when, when Craig was in the classroom. <laughs> but uh, as, as Craig knows, it, this, this began a wonderful experience for me in the new uh, School of Engineering, and uh, and uh, so the and the Pujo Center. I I managed the Pujo Center till I till I uh, retired from teaching in in 2016, and the Pujo Center is still alive today and continues to bring new life to communities in many parts of the world. In August of 2013. I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Dealing with that has been unsettling and an ongoing struggle, but we continue to be thankful, Carolyn and I continue to be thankful for each new development that's made in controlling that cancer. And, and some of you know that I just went through one of the, one of the really, really uh, effective treatments and so I, I'm enjoying that right now. Uh, so although we visited uh, a few churches when we moved, first moved to Nashville, we pretty soon settled on Otter Creek and one thing that we were looking for was a congregation that had life groups. Those, those had been going on for a while at Fairfax, Fairfax and we were well, well aware that uh, we would need a 
need a smaller group like that if we had any hope of making connections here. And after all, for the first time in a long time, we didn't have to have children to help open up the connection for us. <laughs> and our life group has been and continues to be a, a huge part of our lives. And it's the same, same life group as it was when we came here. I've been an elder at Daughter Creek since 2005, and that has been very rewarding for me. Life has had its challenges during our time at Tennessee, but this is now where we call home. So I would I would like to uh, I would like to answer any questions uh, that uh, any of you might have. Jim? Tell them what position you played in football. <laughs> <laughs> well, Don't tell me the I, weighed, I weighed about 20 more pounds than I do now, so there was a lot, and it wasn't fat. Uh, but I played offensive guard and defensive linebacker. <laughs> and that could be part of the fact that uh, we didn't win any game <laughs> my freshman, sophomore, and junior year. But we did, but we did, we did win and go to a bowl my senior year. And I, you know, <laughs> I, uh, my brother Grant was three years ahead of me and he played football too. And, uh, did I tell you what I told him about the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, that's uh, we've got. Oh, I, I didn't go over this. Uh, uh, some of it I did. Brent and Elizabeth live in Memphis and attend the Sycamore View Church of Christ. Chad and Jenny live in Sterling, Virginia, the D.C. area, and attend the Fairfax Church of Christ. That's. That's the church we attended there. Uh, our, son, our grandson Tyler graduated from Harding in May and currently lives in Dallas and is working as an interior architect. Uh, his sister Emily is a junior at Harding and is working toward becoming a pediatric occupational therapist. And uh, Brianna, she's, she's our She's from Chad's family in Northern Virginia. Is a sophomore at Pepperdine, majoring in accounting, and is spending this year in Buenos Aires doing a study abroad. And uh, Kylie is a senior in high school and plans to attend either Lipscomb or, or uh, Pepperdine and plans to major in elementary education. And Brooke is the younger one, and she's in the eighth grade <laughs> at this point. So, any questions? I think you were going to end with something, weren't you? I decided not to do that. Okay. Oh, we we did. We mostly there were there were villi there were villages in uh, that 
had 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 a bridge to cross a stream where they got to everything in the world, but the village was on the other side of the stream. Of the stream, and uh, uh, we we would come down and and build them a bridge. And they, they would put them back into the world, and that was that was that was a lot. A lot of what we did was was uh, bridge building. Sometimes we would make some improvements from a road that serviced uh, uh, a village. And sometimes you practiced on the Lipscomb Lawn, didn't you? You what? Didn't you practice building a bridge on the Lipscomb yeah. Yard at one point? Yeah, we did. Did we do that? I remember Chris? that. <laughs> you let us do that? I did. We yeah. also were doing catapult things. So that that program is alive and well today, and they're they're just uh, and a and a and there have been a lot of uh, civil engineers, primarily from the from the community, who who have gotten attached to to these. So it's very it's very easy to find uh, to find someone to help the students out with a for the project. Thank you okay. very much. I've got one more thing to do, right? Okay, you got to okay. One of the things that I did, I've done throughout my life is sing at funerals. It's just been just because uh, a family know, family, some of it's because the family knows that back whenever I was in high school I could sing. <laughs> But more recently, uh, I've I've uh, I've decided to uh, my mother passed away, and I wanted to I wanted to sing at her funeral. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sing what I sang at her funeral, if you don't mind. The song is, Now I Belong to Jesus. Jesus, my Lord, will love me forever. From him no power of evil can sever. He gave his life to ransom my soul. Now I belong to him. Now I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to me. Not for the years of time alone, but for eternity. Once I was lost in sin's degradation, Jesus came down to bring me salvation, lifted me up from sorrow and shame. Now I belong to him. Now I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to me, 
not for the years of time alone, but for eternity. Joy floods my soul, for Jesus has saved me, freed me from sin that long had enslaved me. His precious blood he shed to redeem. Now I belong to him. Now I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to me. Not for the years of time alone, but for eternity. I got to sing that at a lot of family. Thanks, Carrie. I realized when I sat down after introducing Carrie that I had written a note. Lindsay Glisson is having knee replacement tomorrow. Uh, she's having it here, and then she and Jackie are leaving immediately after to go to Birmingham for recuperation and therapy, uh, physical therapy. So Jackie will be gone for a few days, and then if you'll keep uh, Lindsay in your prayers where, as she recovers from this surgery, too. So. We'll see y'all hopefully in the hallway between now and then, but see you back here on February 4th.